Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 150 of Weekly Poker Hand. We are playing in the same $7,500 buy-in World Poker Tour event from the previous few episodes. Hope you have enjoyed these so far. These have been a lot of fun hands, usually with me being kind of a nit or a blatant maniac, one of the two. It's always funny to watch yourself play really tight in a few pots and then just kind of crazy in another pot, but that's how poker goes sometimes. Today we have Pocket Jacks in second position with a 45,000 stack at 600-1200, so roughly 38 big blinds, 35 big blinds, something like that. And we have an under-the-gun raise from a tight aggressive player to 3,000. So 2.5 big blind raise under the gun from a tight aggressive player who started the hand with 39,000. So he's playing, let's call it 32 big blinds. With Pocket Jacks, do we want to 3-bet this and get it all in? Or do we want to call, or do we just want to fold immediately? I think folding would be way too tight, mainly because pocket jacks is great. I don't think we need to have much of a calling range at all here, but if I am going to continue, it is going to be by calling with basically my entire range. I am probably just calling here with stuff like sevens and better, maybe ace-king, ace-queen, maybe ace-jack suited, king-queen suited. That's about it, though. Pretty pretty snug strategy, right? And that's just because we are in early position, somewhat shallow, facing what should be a very strong range from early position. So uh, not not a great spot to play very many hands. You're going to find that when you're in second position, facing an under-the-gun raise, you really don't want to be uh, don't want to be entering the pot too often. So I do just call my pocket jacks, and everyone else folds, as they should, because we all have strong ranges. Flop comes jack 3-2. That's pretty good. So we have top set. Two clubs on the flop. And my opponent checks. So typically, I'm a, not a big fan of slow playing. But if you think about this scenario, what does my opponent likely have when he checks? Well, it's probably going to be something like ace-king or ace-queen, which is going to call one bet and then fold on the turn. Or it's going to be something like pocket eights, which is going to call one bet and then fold on the turn. So if I take the line of betting the flop, I'm probably only going to get called on the turn and then not the river unless my opponent improves. So that's often going to lead to getting one street of value, which, you know, one street of value is something, but I'm really trying to figure out a way to stack my opponent. So let's instead suppose he has a hand like ace-king and the turn's a king, and now he's going to be on the hook for the rest of his money. He's going to bet like 6,000 on the turn, 10,000 on the river, I'm going to shove and then hopefully stack him. So that would be great. If he has pocket eights, if it goes check-check on the flop, he may assume his hand is best and then go for two streets of value himself. If he turns an eight, obviously that's amazing because we're going to stack him for sure. So I think checking in the spot does a lot of good. If I had a hand like pocket twos instead of pocket jacks on jack three, two, I would definitely bet because then my opponent could have a marginal made hand like queen jack that he just decided to check. So I'm probably going to check behind here, but typically I'm not a fan of checking in these scenarios just because slow playing makes it really hard for you to get paid and you want to get paid with your best hand, with your best hands at least. So it does go check, check on the flop. I like that. Turns of three diamonds, now I just have a complete stranglehold on this hand, unless my opponent has pocket threes, which if he has pocket threes, he gets a free double up. Do not try to avoid situations where you are just super set up. I mean, a lot of players will think, oh man, maybe I could have folded when he check raised me on the turn, but uh, no, you're not trying to fold. So anyway, now on the turn he checks. Do I check again or do I bet? At this point, I definitely like betting in general. If I can make a read on my opponent that he's just clearly not putting another chip in the pot unless he improves, well, I really want to let him improve. So I could see Meriden checking versus 
versus some players in some scenarios in this spot, but typically I want to make a small bet. The pot's 9,600. I'm probably going to bet 3,800 if I'm going to bet, but I could also see checking being okay. I do 3,700, so I like that. The reason you really want to start betting on the turn is because if you check through on the turn, the pot's only going to be 9,000 on the river, and there's just no way you can play for stacks. Like, even if you... Your opponent checks, you bet, let's say, 4,000 on the river, and your opponent check raises to 12,000. If you go all in, the guy can still just fold. Uh, notice here, now that the pot's 17,000 going to the river, my opponent has 30,000 behind. If he checks, and I bet, like, 8,000 on the river, if he wants to raise, it's probably going to be all in, which is great for me. Whereas, if the pot was smaller, and I say he does have something like queen 10 of clubs for a flush, the river was nine of clubs bringing a flush, by the way. Um, if he does have queen 10 of clubs and he bets the river, I... Or if he checks the river, I bet, and he raises, and then I shove, he may even be able to fold in that spot, which would be a disaster. So you definitely want to start betting on the turn. And also, if you think about my opponent's range at that point, ace-king should probably call a turn bet. Pocket eights is definitely going to call a turn bet. So the only thing we're really going to get him to fold at that point is just total garbage, like eight-seven of hearts. So anyway, we get to the river. River's a nine of clubs, like I said, bringing in a flush. Pot 17,000. We're trying to get called again by stuff like pocket eights, pocket sixes, ace-king, ace-queen. So I need to bet on the smaller side. I think given the pot's 17,000, I would like to see a bet of about 7,000, maybe even 6,800, 6,500, something like that. There could be a case made for betting big. The problem is that we're just not going to get called when the river's a nine of clubs. Our opponent is in awful shape. <laughs> so I think if we bet 7,000, my opponent will certainly raise if he has a flush, which is really unlikely. But with anything else, he's probably going to fold. But really, the only way we're going to get money in the pot is by betting. So we need to make make a bet that can conceivably get called by worse stuff. This time, though, I decided to pot it. And I think that's not a good bet size for the reasons I just said. And my opponent actually calls, which is surprising, but he's just up with ace-king of clubs, so he rivered a flush. And we left a bunch of money on the table here. This was certainly an error. Notice if I bet 7,000, my opponent almost certainly would have shoved. But when I bet so big, my opponent correctly realized that I was polarized meaning I either have a really good hand or I'm bluffing. And if I have a really good hand, well, what is a really good hand on jack three, two, three, nine, when my opponent's sitting over there with ace-king of clubs, right? I have to have exactly the queen-high flush. And think about this. I'm probably not calling an under-the-gun preflop raise with any queen-x of, clu- uh, queen of clubs besides, well, king-queen, which my opponent blocks, and queen-jack, which the jack blocks. So... Like, maybe I can have, like, ten, the nine's on the board, too. So, I mean, I, I either have to have queen, ten of clubs exactly. So, one combination there. Or what? <laughs> like, eight, seven of clubs? Or ten, eight of clubs? I mean, those, those probably aren't even in my calling range. So, if I don't have a flush, and I think I have a really good hand, I must have a full house, right? So, good call by my opponent. I think this is a spot where he only should call. A lot of people make the, I'm not going to say it's a huge mistake or anything, but the mistake of check raising all in with this flush here thinking that they clearly have the nuts. But in reality, if you think about my range and the cards on the board, I probably don't have very many flushes at all here. I either have a full house with pocket jacks or pocket nines, or I'm bluffing. Maybe I could have a hand like pocket aces, but that's probably going to fold to a check shove. So um, good just call by my opponent. I do not think he should fold. Again, kind of like I said, if my opponent shows up with pocket threes, it's just unlucky. If for him, whenever he rivers the flush, if I just show up with pocket jacks, well, that's unlucky and that's okay. But I think if I bet small here, like 7,000, my opponent would have checked, shoved all in, and I would have stacked him. And you have to understand, when I bet smaller on the river, that's going to be a much more linear range of stuff like ace, jack, and better. 
Whereas whenever I bet pot, that's going to be stuff like pocket aces and better. So a, a much stronger range. And um, a lot of people look at this and think it's a good result, but I actually let my opponent off the hook, and that is a mistake. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed this type of hand, if you if you enjoyed seeing me make an error, <laughs> check out PokerCoaching.com. There we have a lot of interactive hand quizzes, and some of them I don't think I played ideally. I think I made some mistakes. So definitely go check that out and test your skills versus mine, and you'll see where your play differs from mine, and you can then determine if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So um, you can get a completely free one-week trial over at PokerCoaching.com to try all the quizzes, and um, you know, give it a try. There's no reason not to. It's completely free. I always try to make a lot of my products available for you all completely for free. I understand that you all have a lot of ways where you can be spending your money. And I, I want to make sure that you enjoy my content before you actually do feel inclined to, to give back a little bit and support it. So anyway, you can tr- uh, check out pokercoaching.com at, well, pokercoaching.com completely for free for one week. Thank you very much for watching. Be sure to check back next week for another episode of Weekly Poker Hand.